He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Wow. Well, well, hospitality to me, really haven't been in this industry for as long as I have from what I've seen is hospitality is really making your guests feel welcome, making them feel like, you know, they, they, that they're valued and, and, and just really anticipating their needs, you know, um, and, and, and even more than that, creating an experience for them that um, is quite memorable and, and at least memorable enough where they would want to go tell their friends, relatives and colleagues about what a great time they had at your hotel, restaurant, you know, facility or whatever it is that you're doing and the guests that you're serving. So that's what hospitality means to me. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy-safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get-together that kind of gets out of hand like this... Then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property, and of course, your profits, are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now thank you for checking out SLICKTALK, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and I'm your host, Will Slickers, as always, and I've been saying this on like every episode, so every week is a special week because we have amazing guests, just like yourself, Calvin, and so today I have the pleasure of introducing Calvin Stovall, who is the Chief Experience Officer uh, of, of Iconic Presentations, LLC, so I'm really excited to finally have Calvin on the show. We've actually been talking a lot and a lot of my audience hears this all the time through LinkedIn and uh, we were both mentioned on a pretty cool list together. Uh, actually, yours was a bigger list than mine. So uh, I want to <laughs> welcome you to the show, Calvin. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I'm super excited. Oh, Will, thank you so much, man. I'm honored. I'm honored to be on the Will Slicker show, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, hey, look, I've seen you've been doing some great work. So I'm, I'm actually quite honored to to be um, here spending some time with you today. Thank you for the for the uh, invitation. Of course. Well, hey, I'd love to jump right in and figure out for my audience sake and for, for me as well, where does it all begin for you? What's the origin to your journey to getting you where you are today? Wow. That's, <laughs> man, I can talk about that all day, but but I'm going to make it short uh, so I don't <laughs> keep you folks on here for hours. It's basically, man, I've, I've been in the hospitality industry for a long time. Um, it's been about 20, probably going on 30 years now, um, and, and just have been, you know, worked at the property level. I mean, I've been a desk clerk at a Holiday Inn in Chicago. I mean, I'm from Chicago originally, so I started there and, and um, you know, working in a desk clerk, fell in love with the industry and did some, you know, front office roles and eventually moved on to, to graduate school and came back and, 
And then so, so it became an AGM and an embassy suites in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and did that a couple of years and then transitioned into corporate. Um, I was a vice president of marketing for Home with Suites by Hilton brand and did that several years, really helped grow that brand, which they're now doing phenomenally well. And, um, and then, you know, um, I was in the, in the hotel industry. Then I transitioned into um, nonprofit a little bit. Um, I worked for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital um, for their fundraising arm, which is called ALSAC. I did that a couple of years and then ran another nonprofit called Soulsville Foundation. For people that know me, they know I love music. So it was a great opportunity for me to do that. And, um, and, and, and then um, and, and now I have my own organization, which is called Iconic Presentations, where, where I really uh, try to help organizations become iconic. I've come up with this great framework and um, haven't been in the industry for so long. I've kind of looked at what works, what doesn't work and, and kind of put something together um, to try to help people, you know, continue to be successful and have some longevity in the industry. Um, so, but, but my heart, my lifeblood is hotels, always has been, always will be, and um, just have a huge and immense passion for the industry. That's awesome. And so what's it like for the homes in, was it homes and suites? or homes Homewood, and- Homewood Suites. Homewood yes. Suites, yeah. So what was it like with that, uh, creating that brand from the beginning? It sounds like you were in from the ground up. So kind of walk us through that. What was what was that like, especially for a, a big name like Hilton? Oh man, it was it was awesome. Um, I, um, I, I love I, I have I love creating things. Yeah. So Homewood was was new, although they had about thirty five properties at the time. Um, I had a great leader. Um, his name was Jim Holthauser, and he works for Focus Brands now. But um, he, he he was one that was he was very innovative. Um, and and love to try new things, and that's the perfect environment for somebody like me. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it just it was just worked, and and we just we continued to do things to help that brand grow. Um, Residence Inn was our really main competitor at the time. They yeah. had so many properties; they were well known. But we had a great product. People that did stay with us, they loved us, and we got great scores and all of that. But we just didn't have the distribution. Mm. Um, so we just really focused on, of course, keeping the quality and all of that there, but also really getting the homeless suites name out to the development community. Mm. And man, once that started happening and people saw the ROI on, you know, having an extended stay brand, it just took off from there. And, um, we just, it just continued to grow. I, I left when I was leaving, when I left Hilton, they probably had a hundred, maybe a hundred or so, hundred fifty hotels up, and then another hundred or so in the pipeline. Um, I don't know where they are now. Probably up to about four or five hundred at this point. Yeah. Um, but but it was just great being in there in the ground level, and you know we didn't have a big team because we didn't have a lot of money. So it was just really you had to do everything. It was just a just a quality brand. We won some JD Power and Associates awards for our quality. Um, just some great wins. I worked with some great people. It was just a very energizing uh, part of my career. Loved it. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like uh startup culture a little bit when you have a yeah. big, you have, but you have a big umbrella that's like, I don't know that I find that very fascinating. They they can probably fund it and get it going. But when you're such a small, a small budget team, uh, you, you're doing everything and every, you know, always, <laughs> you know, always putting out fires. <laughs> you are, yeah. you know how it is. Cause yeah. we were, we, Embassy was because, you know, Hilton had they had embassy at the time, uh, Doubletree, uh, Hampton. So it was some bigger brands. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it was always like when the media time comes when you have to plan media buys. It was like we would get the residuals of the, you know, whatever they needed. <laughs> and then we'll get out a little bit of money and yeah. work with that. 
And so, but we were excited about it. You know, I remember we did our first like 30 second ad. I don't even think it was 30 seconds. I think it was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it and, and we saw it on, um, I can't remember, I don't know if it was CNN or something. And it was myself and a, another young lady named Monica. We were, we saw, we were so excited, man, because we were on television. <laughs> it was just amazing. But yeah, it was just a really, you know how you just have one of those times in your career you just never forget. Yeah. And, and, and from that, um, it just really, Prove to me that, you know, with the right focus and and strategy and, and passion, you could pretty much accomplish anything. And, and Homeboys is a perfect story like that because we were the little brand that could. Yeah. And now, <laughs> man, they're, 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 they're out there killing it. So um, I'm just I was just excited to be a part of that growth. The little brand that could. I love that. That's a good one. That's super cool. Well, I, I want to ask you because we do have on, on the show, we talk a lot about um, short term rentals, hotels, hospitality as a whole. But with everything that's happened with COVID and this whole change and shift in traveler behavior and what people were looking for when it comes to their, their lodging options, what's your thoughts on um, properties that are extended stay hotels that technically kind of like are in the short-term rental space, really, if you think about it, because they're, you know, longer stays usually. Um, What what are your thoughts on how this is going to, you know, shift for the remote workers? Do you have any like specific insight or opinion on how this is shifting for that lodging sector? Well, well, I just think for the lodging sector period, the hospitality industry overall has suffered a great deal. But but um, I, I think we're turning a corner, mm-hmm. which is good. I think it will take a while to get back to two nine, 2019 levels. Um, and but it, but but, you know, the great thing, the things that some of the indicators that I'm seeing, the research that I'm seeing, things are moving in, in the right direction. What I what I do love is um, I can't remember where I read it. Um, but the National Retail Federation said 2021 is going to be a great year. They're, they're expecting growth. Um, I think like 6.5 to 8 percent growth, something like that. And and but what I but they had this term called revenge travel, yeah, yeah, and revenge shopping or whatever it is. And and people that because we've been so you know locked up, quarantined, um, you know, and all of that with the restrictions and all that, so people are kind of like ready to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all this pent up emotions, man. I want to get out. Well, you you, know, we so, all saw so. the aftermath of uh, spring break in Miami. So yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so I, I think that, so th- that that is that is good, and I think that is great. Um, but I also want, I want people to understand that yes, you still do have to have the cleanliness. Yeah, things are going to be people are going to expect those things. Those are going to be what I like to call tickets to the ball game. Mm. You got to make sure you're following the protocols, all that. People have to feel safe in the environment that they're coming in. But but people are still going to expect a great customer experience. I don't care what it is. So. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. If, if you're serving customers, they're still going to expect a positive experience. You have to have those other things that we talked about. Yeah. But I tell people, what are you going to do above and beyond that? Because that's going to be the difference between this person over here and all these people, these competitors in this sea of sameness mm-hmm. versus you stepping out and becoming something great or iconic, as I call it, yeah. uh, through that experience that you create. So, so I know that there's, you know, people, people that are furloughed and all of that stuff. And, and, but I do think the industry is going to have to reevaluate itself a little bit um, and just keep it real because, you know, people, 
a lot of people left the industry yeah. for higher paying, yeah. you know, uh, career goals or whatever it was. And, and we might need to reevaluate the pay that we pay people, the experience that's inside of our, of our work in, workspaces and all of those things. So, but I think we're in a good place, but we got to be prepared for this revenge travel. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make sure your people are trained and being able to balance the human part with the automation part and, and doing all that stuff right. But I, I think, you know, I, I'm looking forward. I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic, but I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um, but but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing things really get back to those 2019 levels at some point. Yeah, me too. I, I can't, can't agree more. So and I'm glad that you mentioned the iconic thing because I want to talk about this iconic framework that you've created because I think this can be applied so many ways. And this is what really got me excited about when we did our pre-chat for, for this interview was you, you talked about these certain frameworks and things that can be applied for either a business, an entrepreneur, a, a worker, anyone to become in, in this iconic uh, standpoint, wh- whether it's you know being a speaker or just being a, a kick-ass entrepreneur or anybody that's, that's really, really going after it. So I want to kind of understand what were the leading moments. So I guess when did you start this whole journey with becoming a, an entrepreneur yourself and creating iconic presentations? And then what were the the moments when you went pen to paper where you're like, okay, what am I going to create? How am I going to create this, this thing that I'm going to start teaching mm-hmm. and building out this framework? What was that like for you getting to this journey? Yeah, I've, I've had iconic presentations. It's probably been about five, five years now. I did have another company at one point back in the day. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like this, what I have now. Um, I, I, you know, it's happened when you're in the industry for that long, you, you notice some brands that do well, and then some that just falter and disappeared. It's, you know, and, and so I, I started thinking about what, what is it that these brands that live these long lives um, how do they stay? What, what are they doing that keeps them relevant? And, you know, th- th- they stumble, but they still find a way to come back. I mean, you know, because you could think of a lot of organizations that, I mean, the blockbusters of the world, Circuit City, Tower Records, I mean, it's probably a long list of, of brands that just don't survive. But there are some that, that do. I mean, the Chick-fil-A's of the world, the Carlton's of the world, you know, uh, 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 Southwest Airlines, you know, so some of those. So I just started thinking about what, what, because I'm a simple guy. I don't like to, I don't like complex models. I want simplicity. So I was like thinking about what, what things are they doing that I can quickly identify and, and, and kind of create a framework so people can focus on these, these four levers. Um, and depending on where they are in the, at that time, they might have to decide which lever to pull but I wanted to create something that people could use and, and think about um, when, when, they're, when they're building a brand or when the brand is already out and they're trying to figure some things out. Um, so that's, that's kind of how, so when I sat down and thought about it, um, it was, you know, and it might not encompass everything. I don't think there's any framework that would encompass everything, but I do think that I, I, I've really thought about it and, and really tried, people connect with it and, and tried to do something that, that could be helpful. You know, and so that's that's kind of how we're at, how how I ended up there. So tell us what's the uh, oh what, yeah you like no no I'm you're like, done with it man no, no, you're I'm done like, with I'm it. like what, I love what, that what, <laughs> you you got the anticipation all built up it's so good so 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 framework yeah here, 
There you go. Here's the iconic framework. There's, there's, there's four quadrants or pillars, or however you want to position it. The first one is to be, be unique. That's the biggest thing. And I think it's all around, the be unique is all around being, it's, it's, it's your purpose, basically, and what you're rooted in and, and your why. You know, we know all know Simon Sinek and his why. That's, that's, that's a huge part because without that piece that anchors your organization, you can't get people to rally around. They need something to rally around because people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. Right, Will? I mean, that's just how we are. 100%. So without that to rally around, it's, it's hard to do the other three quadrants. Um, so can I, so I, uh, can I ask you a sub question from that too? Because I think this is the really the hardest part of an entrepreneur, of anyone that has a why, because we, like you said, we all know the Simon Sinek that, you know, get that foundation, but how do you, what's the best way that you've seen either yourself or other people that you've worked with share their why and communicate their why in a proper way to get everyone huddled around this why of this is our purpose and mission. And we all understand the purpose and mission of why we are doing this collectively as a whole uh, versus I have my why, but I fail at sharing that with you. And now you can't get behind me because you have no idea what, like, you know, you have no, no idea how to support. And really, so yeah, I'm kind of yeah, curious. Yeah. You, yeah. You, it's a, it's communication. Will it, it just is. I mean, that's one of the, the, the actually the, that's the next quadrant we're going to talk okay, about. Perfect. Uh, but, but, but you do have to communicate your why that's what people are going to connect to. People talk about what they do all the time, but not mm. why they do it. Mm. And people connect to that why and that purpose. So it's really how you can, you got to communicate it. You got to tell people why we're in this thing together. People can't guess, you know, because you have to you have to communicate all the time. Yeah. And so it's it's not that, uh, you know, you can say something one time and people get it. That's not that's not when you're talking about something that you're built upon, your core values, all of that stuff, which I call blue diamonds. I call them blue diamonds. And, and why do you I call, why do you them, call blue them blue diamonds? Because it's unique. A blue diamond is unique. Okay. And and you can only find it in three places in the world. I think it's India, Australia, and South Africa. Wow. And they're rare. So I like to call them because it, it your 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 why and your purpose, it should be, it should be something people can believe in. Mm. It should be different. And your core values, all of that, all of that stuff makes up who you are as a brand or a person. Mm. And so that that's that's the piece that I really I, I hammer that part very hard because without that, that's the anchor that keeps everything together. Yeah, I love that. So after so what's the the next pillar? So you said communication was kind of that next that right. next framework. So the I'm, next one, the next one, so you gotta be unique. And the next one is to be authentic. The be authentic is all about communication mm-hmm. and 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 connect. I like to use the word connectedness. And not only connecting with your customers, because you do have to understand their journey, you know, what is it about about you that they love, all of those things. But really, the the biggest and probably one of the most important pieces is connecting with your team, which is what we Mm -hmm. just talked about. Yep. Because if your team's not behind you, it is over. You're done. Um, Particularly if, if, you know, you, you, you can, when you're an entrepreneur, you're starting out, you might be able to do some things on your own. But as you get bigger, you can't do everything. I mean, it's just impossible. Yeah. So your team, you have to build a team. So you, all the people you hire, all your selection process, everything, you, you got to make sure you're doing all those things right and communicating to them and getting them to understand what your purpose is, why you're there, 
all of that. And, and you got to do that all the time. You got to be on that mountain communicating what's our culture? What are we here for? What's the core values? And when you don't see the behaviors that you're looking for, what you need to, what you, what you guys have decided to be, you got to protect it. You got to fix it. Um, because you know, how, how you know, you're only as good, you know, you as a leader, you just can't tolerate things that are outside of what you're trying to build. Yeah. And then once, you know, so, so I just think that authenticity is key and you just got to be transparent and real. I love this one because, um, you know, Will, back in the day, like things like transparency, being humble, vulnerable, all of that stuff was not viewed as you being a strong leader. Mm-hmm. Now you got to have it. Well, I think it's because you see a lot of those people that were, you know, very outgoing and strong and, you know, they faked it till they make it type deal and they weren't yes, transparent, yes. like, which is great. Like I, I, I'm not saying I've never not faked it till I make it. Cause like there's times where you're starting out, but, but there's a piece of authenticity and a huge part. I think one thing that you and I both really love, uh, especially from like Gary V is empathy. You're not yes. very, very strong in empathy and authentic authenticity. Um, those those ones that like faked it till they make it, but weren't you know authentic and true to themselves and all this other stuff. They they, they crumbled. They were like you know David and Goliath. Those, all it took was a pebble, right? And yes. and, and it broke yes. that that down. So um, I, I I love that because I think now that we're seeing the true transparency and leadership and, and 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 being open, not just being like yeah we're making millions of dollars and blah blah blah. Right. We've had our best years ever, but all right, what's your team like? How many people have you burned through? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I yes. Wanna, yeah. So, go ahead. yeah. How many people have you developed? Yeah, exactly. You know, who, you know, because a good leader, their responsibility is to grow the team. Mm-hmm. It can't be about you and the light shining on you all the time. It's, it's got to be what you got to shine the light on you, on your people. And if they're not developing and growing, you're, you're, you're missing the boat because yep. that's not what leadership is all about. So that authenticity, particularly like, like during COVID, this is where you saw the leaders, like you said, the ones that crumbled and the ones that were successful. Mm-hmm. If you had a relationship with your team before COVID, you probably had a stronger relationship with your team after COVID. Oh, yeah. Because particularly if you were uh, remote, you were in Zooming, you were in people's living rooms, you saw the pets, you saw <laughs> yeah. the kids running in the back, all of that stuff. You probably you know got a closer relationship with your folks. But if you were not connected with your team. And then all of a sudden they became remote. And then you were trying to be, Oh, I care about you. Uh, I care about you because I don't want to go work your shift. So can you, please? Uh, yeah, I haven't <laughs> yeah. even seen you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just think that, you know, COVID actually, and I hope that people that weren't being authentic, I hope the COVID situation helped them become more mm-hmm. real and help people see that vulnerability. So I'm hoping that that continues, you know, post COVID. But but again, the authenticity is going to continue to be to be a big thing. The third quadrant is be passionate, and we could talk about that all day. Yeah. Um, you know, because <laughs> if you don't have any passion, I, I just I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's, I was going to say yes. for the audience members that like are listening right now, just know that we. So everyone knows that we do a pre chat on the before the before the recording day. 
And uh, I just wanted to, like, the passion part is there because when on our pre-chat, we, I think we went for almost like an hour. Way we long. did. We <laughs> could have recorded that. <laughs> yeah, we could have just recorded that whole conversation uh, because that passion's there and you could feel it. And I've, I've said this to a few other people on the show and, and a few people I've just met through this last you know crazy year we've had. Um, when you can feel something like that through a Zoom call, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. Like, not going to mm-hmm. lie, because it's easy to feel energy in person and get excited and amped up and feel like you're connected and a part of a community. But to get that passion and that, that feeling, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it in your, in your chest that you're like, this is, this is cool. This, this gets yeah. me excited. This is another, this is like a proof or I, I guess a proof of concept of the reason why I get up every morning. And this yes. like, is for moments like this. Uh, I think it's really, really, really rare. And so, yeah, when we had our pre-chat, I, I kind of walked away with it. I was like, dang, like, this was really cool. Like, I could feel the energy and the passion through, <laughs> that's awesome, through, through, that's the, awesome. uh, through the pre-chat <laughs> Zoom. So I think that's really a, a powerful pillar or a powerful uh, framework segment, whatever we want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. Because that, for me, I, and I, I'm pretty sure you can – I want to actually know for in your last, you know, 25, 30 years of ho- hospitality experience – uh, when you saw someone who had, let's say knowledge, quote unquote, they went to, you know, got all these degrees and had all this experience, but had no passion versus the person who had no experience, but had nothing but passion to learn. What one did you pick? Passion, passion. I could teach you skills. Yeah. I could teach you. I could teach you technical stuff that that can be taught, but you cannot teach. I don't care how much money you put against it. You can try to train them towards it. You can't buy or you can't train passion. Either you have it or you don't. Mm. So I'm, I'm always leaning towards people that demonstrate that fire in the belly and 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 just willing and just eager to learn and and just want to make a difference. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you could clearly see when somebody's feeling you could feel it. Yeah. Like you said, you could feel it. Yeah. And and I love to be around those type of people. And 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 when you when you bring people like that on your team, that that stuff leads into the rest of the crew, you know? Mm-hmm. It does. That's why I think as a leader, man, when you're running a team, when you have a team of people, your passion is going to be everything because people mirror and emulate what they see. And so if you're walking around particularly, and I know it's been challenging. I'm just keeping it real. I know it's yeah. been hard. It's not, you know, you don't wake, you know, it's, I've had hard days too. And I wake up, I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do yeah. next? But but you can rest assured, nobody else saw me like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing is, because I don't want people to to think that's a good way to be. I keep it real with you. If somebody asked me, Calvin, how you feel? I'm like, yeah. I'm feeling a little challenged today, but I'm okay. You know, um, I don't fake that. But but the thing is, you want to in general be, you want to leave with vigor. You want to have vitality. You want to be like optimistic and. Because your team is looking towards you like, okay, he, he has things under control. I mean, he's optimistic. Now, you don't want to be like have your head in the sand, yeah, like yeah. things aren't happening. Yeah. No, you want to be a realistic leader, but you want to be you want to be optimistic, realistically optimistic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I was going to say, uh, like, even like, my, <laughs> my early like GM days on, on the Oregon coast, that was the one thing I figured out was when I was stressed out or worried or freaking out because we had all these fires to put out and there was all this stuff going on on property, uh, the one thing I realized really quickly, like 
day one of when I got the promotion, it was like, all right, like here's the keys to the castle, uh, was that my team resembled or mirrored what I what I showed. Yes. And and, and like you say, you can't have your he- your your head in the sand and and not being you know, a, you have to be you have to be aware of what's going on and kind of accept the, yes. the environment. But when you are freaking out, your team starts to mimic those, you know, freakouts that that behavior, and they start to show it to the guests, and the guest then starts getting like yeah, there it is. uneasy. Yep. Um, but when you are calm, collective, but tactical, and trying to be like, all right, this does suck. We are trying to figure out why the water yep. water heater blew up or whatever you want to you know, what the challenge of the day. Uh, but you still have to be kind of that that mirror that they can reflect back in a positive outlet. I, I, I think that's something super key. Absolutely. I think the term, I, I think the t- it was a term I was trying to think what I use. Pragmatic optimism. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Pragmatic optimism. That That is really what you, as a because you don't want, people don't want to follow a leader that's just like not keep, you know, saying everything's a bowl of cherries and yeah. really ignoring what's going on out there. Seriously. That's not what they need. They need realism, but they also need optimism at the same time. Yeah. And, but, but, man, you'll be surprised when you, when you, when you're honest with people, what they'll rally around, you know, they'll figure like together, we can get this, get through this together. And the leaders that really pulled their team together, I mean, because you had, uh, you know, civil unrest, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And then those hard conversations around race and all of that stuff. Um, but if you're just like very vulnerable about it and say, hey, look, I don't know what to do. Hell, can you guys help me figure this out? And 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 you'll be surprised how, how many how, how your team will support you in that. Mm, I love because that. Because you can't know everything. You I mean, in this environment, man, things change too too quickly. Mm-hmm. And we need the support of our team. And, and I think that's why the vulnerability and, and being humble helps helps you be successful yeah. by, by doing that. I think that's also a natural I, I I feel like there's a there's obviously a good balance, but with the passion that comes with what we do and and being so passionate about it, I think like being humble and transparent and all these other things kind of follow because mm-hmm. when I think when the passion is right, like it's a it's a right minded passion that has a good why behind it versus a mm-hmm. a, a selfish why and, yes. and and passion for that selfishness. Yes. There's a big difference. Um, wow. And I think what you're what you're explaining is just like it's really powerful because the the humble and the being transparent stuff, I think just like you said, it, it's going to follow naturally. Like it's not like today you're going to be like, all right, how can I be more humble? How can I be more transparent? It's just going to follow. It's just going to yes. go with. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You 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 said something really cool. Will before when you said if your why is me, 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 mm-hmm. people can see that. People can see that. And if it's if, if it's served, if it's so. And of course, we all have egos. Let's keep it real. 100%. We all have yes. that stuff, and and we all want to feel great about who we are. But but if it if if it's so turned inward to you, people we, we they'll see that, and then they, that's that's just not what you want. Yeah. But 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 if people know you're there for everyone's success and everyone's growth, um, and everyone's well being, all of that, man, you win. You win. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, uh, and I, I know you'll love this too because it goes into the iconic framework, uh, but our man Gary V, who I love this analogy, is like, why are you tearing down other people's buildings? Why, well, like, yes. why, why, why would, why, like, when your why is so self-absorbed, you're tearing down other people's stuff because you're just trying to build your own building as high as, as high as you can. And then yeah. you, you, you're towering over everybody and then you're like realizing why you're alone at the top. 
uh, versus yeah. instead of building, everybody's building at the same time, being, being a collective, uh, it, it's a uh, way, way more like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a m- way more beneficial push for everybody because, uh, at the end of the day, when you're, you're building, everyone's building, you're not going to have that conversation in the back end where your ears are always burning because people are talking how crappy of a person you are. That, <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. behind, yeah. And no one's going to be behind you. So when your, bur- your, your building does start to, to crumble, no one's going to be there to pick up the pieces. Yes, exactly. And I, and I think it's, you know, I just think, man, isn't it great if you have people that when, when, when they're being interviewed or whatever in the future, in their career, wherever they end up and they yeah. say, they say, well, who influenced you, man, to be able to say, well, Calvin influenced me, man. He, yeah. he, he helped me develop. He helped me grow. He helped. That is really, you know, that's the best compliment I know I could ever. Get. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, it's the, you know, the and, best and thing. so I'm, I'm that's why I, I just, you know, when I think about people and, and where they're at, what their aspirations are, and as a leader, you, that's what you want to follow, help people get to where they're trying to go. Yeah. And that's 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 the best. That's the best you can ever do. Oh, I love know? that. That's iconic. To me. <laughs> I, love <it. laughs> I love that. Well, something that stuck out to me a while ago, like when I don't know, I think it was. 18 or 19 just starting to get like my life together after a crazy, you know, you know, high school and uh, young teenager <laughs> years. And uh was uh, Tony Robbins uh, was saying, you know, oh, yeah. you need to invest in yourself. And I was like, well, that's selfish. You can't why? like, I was thinking like, why would I invest in myself? Like people are going to just think I'm self-centered. But then he's like, the more you invest yourself in a positive way on how to develop your own skills and how to develop your own personality, authenticity and your why and all these other things, the more you're able to develop and the more value you put into yourself, the more you're able to give to others in a way that's more beneficial than if you were just give, 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 and never had any of that self uh, reflection or development or anything yes. that you're talking about. Yes. And so that's one thing as we're like having this conversation that just keeps going through my head is like you, you have the passion. So continue to develop on yourself on the back end and in the quiet, like, out of the spotlight type moments. And then, yes. and, and then continue to be building into other people um, because you have that value you can bring. I think that's super key too, because one thing I've, I've had so many people in, in life and in business, you just be like, you know, I'm, I'm always doing this. I'm always doing that, blah, 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 blah. But then they're always kind of like feeling like an empty cup, right? Yes, yes, yes. You can't, you can't help other people without kind of helping yourself. You got to fill your cup. You got to fill your cup back up. So you can't pour out anything out of an empty cup. You have to continually fill yourself up. And that leads to quadrant four. Perfect. Bring it on. Bring it on. Man, talk about a sweet transition. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one is to be consistent. And, and basically to be consistent is to focus on what matters most, um, even the small things, but, but, but probably even more than that, it's, it's really around never becoming too comfortable or complacent. Yeah. Always remaining curious. Uh, and, and because I think success can hinder innovation. Mm-hmm. And so it. if you, yep. you know, so once you feel like you're, if you ever feel like you've arrived, you better be careful. <laughs> Uh, yeah. because you might get, you might get disrupted, you know, um, because it's just, and I'm not saying don't, I'm saying you can still celebrate your successes. Oh, All of that yeah. stuff is important, um, but do, just don't get too comfortable. Always be looking for better to do better, different and innovative ways. And, and I, and I, and, and I, when I talk about being iconic, 
I think what's 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 critical is to not always just look at your what your competitors are doing because they're most likely not going to disrupt you. Yeah. Probably going to be somebody outside of your industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so I always inspire and encourage people to look outside of the industry because I always tell people, you know, you're only as good as as your customers last Amazon experience mm-hmm. because Amazon Netflix, all of these guys, they, they've raised the bar in, in customer experience to yeah. a whole different level. I mean, you can get something delivered to you in two, three hours, man. Yeah. I, I just, well, even look at the incredible the Airbnb experience. You, yes. You, same thing. Done. Easy. You all disrupted the hotel industry, yeah. turned it upside down. Uber yeah. did the same thing to the taxi industry. Yeah, 100%. So you, so it's, it's, it's almost like you just can't never get like, just sit there and say, okay, we're cool. Yeah. You always got to be looking for different ways to 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 not be caught up in that sea of sameness, um, so people can remember who you are and, and and so you can be iconic. Yeah, I love that, and I love how consistency goes right back in to your first framework of being unique. Because, like you said, and your why, you you said in the beginning of the episode that you have to continue to share and explain and communicate your why. And guess what yes. that means? You have to be consistent in that message that whole time. Yes. That message has to be same on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on podcasts, on your website, yes. uh, in conversation, within your team meetings, everything, uh, within yes. your Slack channels, your WhatsApps, whatever. Uh, that, that message has to be consistent. And yes. I think, yes. I, me personally, that's one thing I've, like, I've benefited the most from, just learning consistency in my, in my own life on a, on a personal level and on a business level. How can I be more consistent? How can I be, you know, not sustainable, but have more, um, you know, I guess uh, what was the word that my friend and I used to say a while while ago? St- uh, sustainable or stability yeah. can have like have that su- stability in your life. Um, yes, and, and that that big part of that is consistency. Yes, on everything. It matters. It, it matters with everything. I mean, even I mean, even if you have a workout regimen, yeah. we all know consistency is everything. Yep. You know, you can work out, work your, you work your ass off for, for three or four days, but then you don't do it for another five. Guess what happens? <laughs> <laughs> you start back over from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> and that's the part a lot of people fall on. You know, it's not that they don't have the the want to, but it's the consistency that where they, whether you know, people fall short. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it can even be small things. You know, I, I even I even talk about just just like a company like Chick Fil A. And I talk about them a lot because they're very consistent in what they do. It's a guarantee they're going to say my pleasure. Oh yeah, they thank you. It is, but that is a that is something that is a definitely. It has to be a core value that they have or whatever it is. Their why, but but that level of consistency there it it builds that brand over and over and over and over because consistency over time they build that trust and even when they falter. Their customers will give them an opportunity to fix it and and probably be more loyal to them. 100%. So the consistency builds the trust, which builds the brand, which builds all of that—the loyalty, everything, the advocacy. So um, that's why I just think consistency is just a, such a critical pillar in that whole framework. Yeah. Well, how many times have you gone to a drive-through coffee shop or even any just a plain old regular drive-through for food? Um, and you maybe are feeling a little bit more like you're kind of expecting like someone to be like, how's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. They're like, all right, what are you getting today? You're like, oh, 16 ounce caramel latte. And they're like, okay. And they just kind of dip out. <laughs> but then like, you're like, oh, oh, 
it would have been nice to have like a little conversation. I don't know that maybe that's just me, like, but I, I've, there's been times where I go to like my favorite barista stand and like, I'll, I'll be saying, Hey everybody, how you doing? They're like, Oh good. And then like, they kind of have their own conversation. So I was like, Oh, all right, cool. Like I, yeah. I only come here on a daily level. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. So with, I love how you, you brought that into Chick-fil-A because there's a consistent like framework that they're always going to have that conversation with. How's your day going? My pleasure. Thank you so always. much. You know, enjoy the sunshine today. It's such a beautiful day. We're like, what the heck? This is so cool. We love seeing you, blah, blah, blah. Um, that type of stuff. And, and yeah, you may not be feeling it, like having that conversation. You're like, but guess what? They're going to pick up on that, and they're going to be consistent, and they're going to go. And, and they're going to still do it. Yeah. Even if you're like, rah, 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 they're still <laughs> yeah. going to say my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. It's still, still going to happen. Now, I have, you know, I live, I live in Mooresville, North Carolina, and, 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 there's a Chick-fil-A here that I mean is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. With that, with building personal relationships and all of that, you know, I, I, I'll be in a line and, and there's one, if, if they recognize me and they can, they can be in the other line and they'll say, Hey, Calvin, mm. I mean, that's just doesn't happen often in no. other places, but there's another place. It's a Dunkin' Donuts over oh, here. Will. Yeah. Man, there is a young lady on the, on the drive-through that me and her banter back and forth, man. It is, it is just so much fun every time I go there and get a cup of coffee. Yeah, uh, she's just wonderful, and and I mean, but it's things like that that it creates a sense of of, of energy inside. I'm sure they have a good time too, mm-hmm. um, you know. But in me, and I, I look forward to going to get my cup of coffee because yeah. I know she's going to be there, and we're going to go back and forth a little bit. But but that's that's the stuff that makes you different. I mean, you can go anywhere and get a cup of coffee, but you can't go anywhere and get an experience. Like no. That. Well, and that's why I love too, because like, so this is one thing I've been preaching, 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 preaching. I, I know you'll love this, so get ready because. All right, I'm we, ready, man. Because we always talk. Oh. You talk about these big experiences when it's like creating this big romance package or doing this little thing. Like when I was a front desk agent, my first ever job in hotels was being a front desk agent in an autograph collection with Marriott. So nice. seven hundred rooms. Uh, over 700 rooms, 60,000 square foot of events. So it's big hotel, right? So you'd think it would be hard. Like when you have 600 check-ins in a day, you'd think it would be hard to remember people's names or, or faces. But when you're constantly getting the same business travelers, the same uh, yes. hospital salespeople, the smallest thing of a, hey, Miss Malone, welcome back, before they even give you their ID or anything, or, hey, Mr. Wow. Uh, Chardine, like, what's up? How you been? You want to use your Amex or your Visa today? I see you booked with your Visa, and I know you always give me your Amex when you check in. Sm- the Literally, the sm- I, I'm only speaking from experience because that was the only way I could make a difference in that moment. It was just a small moment, but instead of saying photo ID and debit or credit card, like everybody else, that one thing is like, I know I can avoid, you know, them feeling like, oh, great, the same thing, robot, repeat, repeat, repeat. And just right. have, have that opportunity, like they could have had a long flight, they could have had a bad day, but just remembering their name, remembering a simple little thing. I, Miss Malone, I know you love the junior suites facing the north side. Oh, like my. just something small. Those moments are way more impactful in the hotel guest experience than any big moments. Because like, yeah, you're, if it's an anniversary and you put in the notes, it's our anniversary or our honeymoon or whatever, yeah, they're going to do something nice. Like you, yeah. you kind of have yeah. that anticipation of expectation. Uh, versus the little things that nobody else does. Like you said, that see a sameness. I love that. I'm going to remember that forever. Uh, that see a sameness where it's just photo ID and debit or credit card, photo ID and debit or credit card, like nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Right. But that you take that one second and boom, you, you change their whole experience. And now they only want to check in with you. They yeah. only want to and, come back. 
And you may think they don't remember, but they remember. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel valued and be recognized. Come on, man. You you just do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you go, especially if it's a place you go all the time. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, I think that is just such a missed opportunity because I think sometimes we feel like we got to create this big, wow experience, you know, to make somebody remember something. And, and that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That consistency and that focusing what matters most, remembering the person's name is meaning you value them and you value their business and thank you for coming back. So the, the, the more you can do that, I'm telling you, you will create such value yeah. for, for that customer and for your, for your business. It's, it just means so much to people. Well, you know, uh, I think you might know, we, we might be a mutual network friend, uh, uh, Karis Corey. She's now with uh, Marriott Homes and Villas. Uh, I think she might have commented on something on LinkedIn, but um, she always talks about humanizing the hotel. And yeah. my, like, cause you know, the hotels, when it comes to marketing and you know this too, like you see it, um, that they're always focused on the building, the bed, the shower, the amenities, the, the restaurant, but there's never people in the picture. There's never a staff or employee member in that, in that, in that yeah. humanization of it. And I love that she brought up humanizing hotels because it's the simple things of, Hey, Calvin, welcome back. It's so good to see you. Hey, you know, so-and-so or the, even when a guest remembers your name, Hey, Will, like, thank you so much for the upgrade. Like right. blah, blah, blah. It's like, Whoa, you remember my name. I've only met you twice. Like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, you know, some like the humanization part of it, I think. And I want to maybe get, ask your, your thoughts. I think we have more little moments to act on every day versus the big moments that we get to act on once a week, once a month, whatever the, the time frame may be. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the, like you said, the biggest missed opportunity is just taking little moments and be like, Hey, I'm going to act on this because it's just it's just that consciousness of saying, I see this right here. I can decide to ignore it and let it pass by and just continue my, my process or I can act on it and make one little difference in what I'm doing and let that continue on. Like, it's just like a little I don't know. I've I've always been focused yeah, on. You're right. Moments. You're right. And, and you're absolutely right. Act on it. Yeah. Act on it. Make sure, you know, that's why I think it's so important that the people that you hire, you know, and I know it's been hard. We got the mask and <laughs> yeah. trying to show all that, yeah. you know, through a mask. But, you know, you can, you can still smile with their eyes and you can say hi and whatever. That's why when and I know when 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 like before. Hotel brands that have breakfast areas. Mm-hmm. Man, that was like the best opportunity for you to connect with people. Yeah, man. You know, if you're a GM or front desk manager or whatever, housekeeping, executive housekeeper, what? Man, you can go talk to people. I know that was pre-COVID, but yeah. but it was still it'll it'll get kind of back to that place. But those are great opportunities to connect with people because they're you know you now you don't want to like bombard them while they're eating, but yeah. you can still say, hey, thank you for coming. You know, we're happy to have you. Whatever, whatever. And and those are just things that I think where you can build some um, relationships with your customers, and and those are the things that's going to make a difference because. There's a word that I use in my presentations when I do my keynotes called inimitability. Inimitability means not being able to be copied, mm. surpassing. Love that. Okay. So people can copy beds, they can copy carpets, they can copy decor, but they cannot copy an experience that your individual team members create mm. for your customers. Mm. That, 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 is, that is that whole inimitability. I know it's hard to say. But, but but that's the thing. That's what I tell people. What what are you going to do that's going to separate you 
from everybody else. And, and because they can copy all that other, the features. Yeah. They can't copy you touching somebody with, 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 the, with some kind words or something like that. That's just a whole different thing. I love so, that. So, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. This has been such a fun episode. Um, so, yeah. Calvin, my friend, where for everyone in the audience listening, uh, whether they're driving, swimming with their waterproof head, headphones in, uh, <laughs> you name it, uh, where can they find out more? Like, obviously, I'm going to sh- put everything in the show notes. But yeah. uh, for for people that are just loving this uh, this episode as much as I am, uh, I want them to have instant access to you. So, where can where can we go? Hey man, they could just I'm, I might um, they can reach me email Calvin at iconicpresentations.net, um, or they can you know of course go to my website which is you know iconicpresentations.net. I'm on all the socials you know iconic speaker on Twitter, Facebook, IG. You can find me you know uh, anywhere. But but yeah, I, I would love to talk to anybody. Just just reach out to me. Let's talk about some iconicity. I love it. Iconicity. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you heard it here, Slick Talkers. Go ahead, check out everything in the show notes. Calvin, my friend, thank you so much for being on Slick Talk Hospitality Podcast today. And everyone that's tuning in, we will catch you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Smart locks, smart thermostats, automation, and a solution for any hotel and vacation rental company. Our show partners at Operto are the leading solution for operators to enhance their operations by integrating with your property management software and making sure that all your smart devices create a contactless guest experience while streamlining your operations. So don't forget to check them out on their website, send me a message, or just let them know that we'll send you and you are in good hands. So get ready to enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast and check out operto.com or go to the podcast website and see our partners page. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.